Hello, all. Welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. And, of course, we're still in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, on the podcast content creation camp. And this is episode 15. And tonight, who I'm interviewing is actually my roommate. I've selected to interview him because he's had so much adversity himself, and he can attest that he's overcome it. Please welcome Mason Colon. Mason, how are you enjoying this camp? Uh, it's been an interesting day. We just got into a, a photography session, went to the beach, had a picnic. Uh, Puerto Lovata is, well, Puerto Lovata in Mexico, the podcasting creation camp, is really cool. We had the outreach from Palapalooza to do that. So yes. we are ready to go and having a good content and having various content related people. In the same place, it usually goes well. And three studios at that as well. Soundproof and everything. Yeah, that's right. We're in a soundproof studio. It's awesome. We're doing, we're recording total three studios. And yes, we've, uh, we've done a lot of photo shoots. We took lots of photos today. Thanks to a professional photographer. I can't wait to receive some of those photos. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah. Yep. And you have a device to describe those photos. Yes. Should you? Yeah. I'm talking the Envision glasses. Uh, just going to do a, a few plugins to what I do and uh, SEO information and website. So, I'm Mason Colon. I'm the founder of NC Anime Podcast. So, this is podcast like minded individuals at this podcast creation camp in Mexico. And as a result, my podcast covers anime, geek culture, Asian studies, and Japanese aesthetics. And a little bit more about me as I work full time in produce. And I have a good story to tell about adversity and how I overcome it. So yeah, take it away. All right. So I guess we start with the first part of adversity. Identify the problem, how I got here. The first problem was after 18 months when I was getting the vaccine shot, between 18 months and five years, probably had an old episode about 18 different seizures. I had all types of seizures, including the grandma type seizures. And as a result, that affected my learning process and set me back in the vital months when I'm in the childhood state to learn and communicate speech 
and that set me on the path to be in speech therapy for you for many years to come and you know have IEP and stuff in the visual learning plan yeah I, I know about those IEPs I know Tyler you know about them too right yeah I've heard of them before mm-hmm. but in for Texas adults, they're called ARDS ARD meetings yeah so well you so you've had you had how many seizures did you have at 18 months 18 episodes. <laughs> i had even i had the worst seizures which was also grandma type seizures as well so i'll be shaking by nothing they can do my parents had to watch me being seizures at such a young age as well oh my goodness that's terrible yeah i know i had a because tyler i told you i had a lot of seizures as well and didn't I tell you my story about the seizure that I had? Yeah, I had, yeah, you had, a, like, yeah. You had like two of them. Two, I think you had two different episodes or three of them. Yeah, three three, three, yes, actually. But, but the worst had one, one was John, in my grandmother's pool when I almost drowned. So, uh, but uh, yeah, um, I had a lot of seizures. And, but thankfully, I overcome them. Yeah, you and now you don't you don't have them anymore. No, don't have them anymore. No. No, I don't have them as well, but I do have them for very long times as a young age, and mm-hmm. through that developmental process, I went backwards instead of going forward. So what actually ended up happening? They think that maybe the vaccine at the time at 18 months was possibly a trigger for beginning seizure, and then more seizures led up simply after. Hmm. But, you know, that is the vaccine debacle about the controversy if the vaccine actually is harm, more harmful than good. So we can't. And what, are you. Re- are you referring to the COVID nineteen vaccines or what? No, no, no. no. My eighteen months uh, vaccine when I was eighteen months old. So you you got the standard vaccines that all babies get. That, yeah, yeah. My mom thinks those like cause in that vaccine for the seizure. Oh, I see. I see. Because it, it came out of nowhere, and it was coincidental that the vaccine happened and the seizures start happening after since after. So, do you still have seizures today, or have you outgrown them? I stopped having them after five years old. After but five they, years old, oh, five, oh okay. Them in a close proximity of time frame in early childhood, it set me back very drastically, and that had to make me play catch up through my entire elementary and even middle school career. And even when I caught up, I was still in the uh, type classes. Wow. So you do know, um, <laughs> epi- a lot of people think that all seizures are epileptic, but they're not. No, I don't think they're epileptic. Some people, uh, some, people, some people have what's called NES, non-epileptic seizures, which can be caused by a number of factors, including diabetes, infection, trauma things like that but also epilepsy can be triggered by stuff too yeah it, it's and then of course stroke can also be a contributing factor to certain seizures too yeah but yeah, yeah. i think in my case it was uh just one thing went wrong and then it kept going wrong 
because of yeah. the brain development being affected, so it, it kept going back. Yeah. So Did they you ever have had seizures? That was an official diagnosis for it. They just knew I had seizures. They just so you outgrew them when you were five, and but you still had years of speech therapy because. You had to learn how to speak again, or yes. what? When I was in that time frame, I spoke my own language. I was the only person who could actually understand what I was saying. <laughs> wow. Dang. Like, what stuff were you saying? I don't know. I said, store mine. I called my brother baby. That's how I called him. It was just things I said that didn't make any sense. Only that I knew what they meant. And so... You, you once said your mom could understand you, but your dad couldn't, right? Okay, so the understanding of my mother was her fighting for me to have a chance to be successful. That's her understanding. My dad didn't understand of the Asperger's spectrum at the time and didn't know how to handle me and discipline me right. Wow. That's what you, you told me you, you're on the autism spectrum, right? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know so, a lot of people on the autism spectrum who are very successful. And in fact, Tyler, we interviewed someone yesterday here. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. So question, not everyone who has epilepsy has autism, right? I mean... Yeah, I'm not, I don't really know that the underlying condition of epilepsy and connecting with autism but there can be a connection some people have both there might be a connection but i'm not a doctor i don't know well my sister-in-law she has epilepsy but i know she doesn't have autism as far as i know she don't well i think epilepsy is a separate condition that doesn't have to be combined with autism no no yeah it's just interesting how like sometimes it could be interconnected sometimes you know but I know that I don't have autism because of seizures. Right. Autism was right. already designed at birth with traces in the family and stuff. Yeah. So you have other family members who are on the spectrum as well? Uh, potentially my grandfather. Oh, wow. Could have it. Oh. You, he could just skip the generation, be a recessive gene, and a medical monopoly. Because my mom thinks he has Asperger's as well. How he acts, he's like very specific with politics. Yeah. Uh, and has a routine that he sticks to. And yeah. It's a common trend with Asperger's. Very common. And very intelligent. Uh, high skill in specific areas, fixed interests, routine. You don't like change and you can get combative easily. Yeah. And by the way, it's not Asperger's anymore. It's just as defined by the DSM. It's now considered autism spectrum disorder. Okay, but I'm still going to call it Asperger's. Yeah, of course, yeah. So let's fast forward. After you were seizure-free at five years old, you went all, you went through all the speech therapy and all that. Um, uh, well, you, did you have other hardships besides that? And if so, how did you overcome them? Um, most of the hardships were being isolated in school because I was different. I didn't get along with people my own age level. I hear you. I often got along with people way older than I was. So most adults I would get along with better. 
and uh, throughout the entire high school, well, throughout elementary school, elementary school, I only had very few friends, and then six, middle school and high school, I had no friends, like, no friends, like, outside of school. I knew everybody, they knew me, but it wasn't the same as actually having a personal obligation to someone outside of that school environment. It's like you couldn't connect with them or what? No interest. No interest. I didn't pursue a friendship as much. I just stayed in my own bubble. But I was highly volunteering in high school and being involved. That's good. But that was mostly me volunteering. That was, that was most of you volunteering. Uh, and you're, I know you're working full time, but you're in college now too, right? Yeah, I have my associates. Cool. And did that, did, did friendships change over in college? Or? Yes. Uh, I was able to find a group with the anime club at my Reynolds Community College in Virginia that have a very unique following in similar interests. The thing that I was lacking was a group of people that had similar interests that were very strong in such interests. Oh, I see. The interest building was not there for me. So I pursued my own method of, to entertain myself and dive into volunteering as a way to escape no friendship in high school. That's, That's why I did the bingo. That's why I did the two-year videography recording for the basketball team the football team at four or five years volunteering the concessions at the football games and actually keep doing it and also do bingo and chain game as well wow i mean yeah you had struggles but you did adapt well it's not that I adapt it was mostly when sixth grade I had a I had a champion in my side. It's my mother. My mother has a background in teaching. What she was able to do, she took her teaching background and applied an individual learning plan specifically for me that the school didn't want to adapt because they didn't have previous experience doing it. After she developed that model in the elementary school, other people were able to benefit from her action. And they were able to learn and actually succeed on a learning plan that was actually getting them ahead. She was a fighter every single way. Of oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Tyler, I know you probably share a similar story with Mason. Tell tell him about Yeah, I was, I was basically thinking the same thing. My mom fought for me so that I could be mainstreamed in class despite my blindness. Basically, we went to Austin, where I live in Texas. That's the capital. Um, we went there twice to rally legislatures to pass uh, a bill here to where anyone with a disability, if they, if their family uh, permits or if their family requests, they can be in normal classes, mainstream classes, regular classes, like everyone else. And basically, we, this group took us to Austin on charter buses. And we went with them. Uh, we went there twice. And, uh, yep. It was back when I was about five or six. Five and six, I think. 
So your mom was a big something like that. And that just lighter than mine just being and trying to fight me at the school board every which way for my individual plan. Oh yeah, well she went to all the meetings, what's called ARD meetings, yep. admission review and dismissal meetings, and all that. And uh, yeah, she fought for me. My dad did too, but it was really my mom who did it. Yeah, my dad was at some meetings because it got pretty bad, and the administration of my elementary school was like, "No, no, he can do the best he can at the level he is. Why don't you want to succeed at, at the level he's at? Why do you want him to?" do things to make him fail and not have progress. They were very laxed about doing anything to help me. In other words, they didn't think you can go, you can reach your highest potential, although you could, right? Reach my highest potential, they didn't care. Wow. They didn't no. want to get the ball and actually put the thing in their own court. So my mom had to fight them to the nail. And he actually, like, some of the things that he did was way beyond what should have actually happened. Wow. And, yeah, because a lot of school, public schools, say, you know, underestimate children in a lot of ways, especially with special needs. I've, I've had that experience as well. And also, no child left behind act doesn't help. Yeah, Tyler, you're familiar with that, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, I've never agreed with it. In fact, it should be, uh, in my opinion, repealed. Why repealed? Because it's Why? Because it's one size fits all. Stigmatizing. Yeah. It's one size fits all. That's the problem. Yeah. I see. And education, in my opinion, in my opinion, education does not belong uh, centralized in one area. In Washington, D.C., we need to just make it to where the state's play a role in education and the localities play a role not the federal government at all yeah makes sense makes sense yeah but at the same time without the regulation the states will some states will be less equipped than other states so it has somewhat equal playing field at least for like a basic model where the states can still input their own changes to that model yeah well you know I don't know well, another thing about me was doctors wanted to label me as retardation, and my mom was refusing that label because she thought I could do better and actually was not mentally retarded. Doctors wanted to label me as that, and they she refused to have that label put on me. No, you're doing great. In my opinion, oh, yeah. you're doing awesome, and you 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 you're here in Puerto Vallarta for a reason, just like I am. Hopefully, to uh, begin your journey in uh, entrepreneurship, you want to make money with your podcast, right? Well, Puerto Vallarta, I paid out of pocket for. I didn't ask for help. Well, yeah, you want my money. Yeah, me too. I paid too, but you 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 coming here? You want to learn to hopefully monetize and make money, right? Yeah, I don't need a podcast manager. I just need a way to make the uh, upscale my business and be able to make a, uh, a profit margin of some kind in the scheme of things and build up the audience space. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, another part of the story that about me, be, you know, after 
that launching of that specific learning plan that was later used for other people at the elementary school that actually succeeded for them as well after that success story, I was able to catch up to my reading level. In fifth grade, I was like, I was still in special ed, but when sixth grade came around halfway in the year, I caught up to sixth grade collab and didn't special ed anymore. I just, I was all in two teacher classes at that point. All right, Tyler. Yep. That was how awesome is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. let's fast forward now. And so through high school, you did well, right? Yeah. The only area that, well, actually, I did exceed all my academics. I took my academics very seriously. I loved it, and the the, the concepts were really easy for me. I understood it in minimum effort. I, I got straight A's and one B. That's I had a four point one point four point zero one eight when I graduated high school. Awesome! Wow. And you went to a community college. What did you study there? What did you major in there? It was a social science. It was a, it was a bridge to transfer to a bachelor's for mass communications or broadcast journalism. Do you want to transfer to a university or what, what, are, your, what are your future plans well, besides this podcast? I do it when I get the moment. Uh, just right now, doing the podcast, need the money flow. So I'm looking for time to get the money flow because the podcast is not making money. So if the podcast stop making money, I'll have an incentive to go back to college to finish my bachelor's. Well, awesome. Wonderful. Well, Mason, you've overcome so much in life. You deserve a hand clap. But uh, so, yeah, you hope through your future to get this podcast making money and yeah, and hope to and, and yeah, me too, me too. I have my co-host that I do like one episode a week, and then I have a couple of designer and a sound editor. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I helped you translate on a podcast last night. In fact, yes. with Susie, yeah, about her favorite TV show. Well, we did her favorite telenovela, and it was interesting because I really. When I did Spanish in high school and Spanish in college, Telenovela was an interesting soap opera original programming in countries like Mexico that were actually really pivotal to people liking. Wow. So I wanted to call for that podcast because it covers a fan based cultural fandom that is in a different culture. But still unique to that culture, just like animated animation in Japan is unique in that regard. Wow! So your podcast mainly is on animation, right? And it's anime geek culture, Japanese sex, and Asian studies. How awesome! Great. Well, um, as always, Tyler, do you have any more questions for our our guest? Mm, I don't think so. Um, um, do just, you have anything um, else to share or should we wrap it up? Basically, 
What's your life story? Do what? What's your life story in a nutshell? Before we go. Huh? Well, I was basically born blind. I was born blind like him. Like him. In fact, uh, I have the same story. Almost the same story as him. Yes. And, uh, so you are yeah. blind or you still blind? I'm blind, still. But you overcome how to live with it. Yeah, I overcame how to live with it. Pretty much. So is it like blind or poorly blind? Can you tell her? What? Are you partially blind? Huh? Love you. <laughs> that's uh, that's her brother. Oh, her brother's being a distraction right now. Oh, sorry. So you blind? Are you totally blind or partially blind? He's asking. Oh, uh, I have light perception. Yeah, I have retinopathy. I have retinopathy of prematurity. Basically, my eyes, the retina, detached. Does it like oxygen on the retina? Yeah. Yep, and I have it too. You and I are almost brothers. Brothers from another mother. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And what's interesting, what's interesting is um, I have a twin brother. <clears throat> and he ain't blind. And get this. He was born blind too, but his eyes reversed oh. three months after uh, birth, meaning he went from blind to sighted. And and I have a twin sister. The same same thing happened to her. So, you have a twin I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Let me tell you what, twin. Yeah, I thought I told you. I was, yeah, the twin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy. It's it's just and and here's what's cool. Me and Sailor met in college at SFA, Stephen F. Austin University in Nacogdoches, in the fall of 2014. Yeah. That's how we met. And I truly believe that God put us here for a reason. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I believe the same thing. And it's to inspire others. God put us on a path that is who we are, who we want to be, people that he shows along the way when they come along. That's right. That's right. And for those who don't believe in that sort of thing, you do have a purpose. Yeah, you do. Whether you believe in God or not, or Allah or whatever. You know, whatever your faith. When they say they don't believe, but they believe that something is there, and that is right. Reckon proof that even if you're not being felt, the other people you can reach out to them, you know, yeah, persuade them in a gently. Fashion, not force it upon them, but let them choose to follow it. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. If you're hearing a lot of noise, folks, on the podcast, that's just my sister-in-law's little brother. Yeah. Uh, All right. Happens. Well, yeah. If you have nothing else to share, I guess let's wrap it up. So the customer ending I always end with is. What advice would you give anybody who's struggling right now and can't see a way forward? Okay. They can't see a way forward. Let them have a 
network to be able to rely upon. Because my network was my mother. Because I couldn't fight for myself. Because I was too young and she could have easily been reversed if she wasn't having a teacher background. She could have possibly given up and not known in the uh, education system to fight for the child. Because sometimes people with disabilities and the education system seems to lack is a poor parent or non-educated parent who doesn't know what to do. Those types people need to reach out to a specialist to have an advocate for them. So my best advice is reaching for an advocate of some kind to help you go through the struggle and actually have that moral support of some kind. It has to be someone that you can trust, even if it's a spiritual leader, community leader, it doesn't matter. You need an advocate to get you to the next step. That is some really good advice there. Always have an advocate and just know that you're not alone. Well, everybody, let's give it up for Mason Colon on episode 15 of Help Without Sight. We're going to have a good rest of time in Puerto Vallarta, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a brunch tomorrow. Um, let's see. We I have some more recordings to do. We have salsa dancing, right? And Sunday, we have a boat trip. Tyler, thanks for being here. You're a great correspondent and able to provide interesting dialogue in the conversation as well. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, so let's enjoy the rest of our time in Puerto Vallarta until Tuesday. And don't forget, you can uh, come to the name of the podcast near you. With Apple and Google, and I'm on uh, www.mcmapodcast.com. Hope to see you there if you like my correspondence. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Help Without Sight with Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same. And in the meantime, blessings to all.